years old. Uh, yep. <laughs> I guess I'm, uh, I'll try to go through this and highlight God's story in my life through these points right here. And being 28, I was born in 1991 uh, to two parents that were divorced with kids and met, and then I was the first kid between that relationship. So I grew up with uh, my youngest older sister is 11 years older than me, and the other ones are like 13, 14 years older than me. Sorry, I don't keep up with their age very well. Uh, but I was born in Little Rock. We lived on Highway 5, and that house, apparently there's a lot of strife. I was kind of oblivious to it as a baby, so I didn't really get that. But I, I guess it kind of paints a picture. You know, my my parents were Christian. They would call themselves that. Um, they went to church. My dad has faith. My mom kind of came into faith meeting him. Um, but, you know, we weren't like this like exemplary Christian family or anything like that. And then later on, my other two, two of my sisters left, and we moved to the house I live in now, which, you know, so I've lived in the same house for... Uh, what would that be, like 25 years now? And it looks like I'm staying there, too. Um, but, yeah, so at that point, uh, the, a lot of the tension came between my mom and the, my dad's two kids. So when they left, it was just us, and it kind of calmed down a little bit. When I So I never really experienced some of the, the turmoil and stuff that my family went through, but I'm sure it was, you know, affected them. Uh, we grew up. We went to First Baptist. You know, we just we went. My mom, actually, she still goes there. She's the plays the flute in the orchestra. Uh, so, you know, I just, I mean, it was a pretty normal life, you know, kid in the neighborhood, playing around. I wasn't, didn't have any crazy stuff going on or fighting or anything in my family. So it was pretty basic, but, you know, growing up and as I got older, I didn't like going to church. You know, I was like, I was one of the kids that we would do everything we could to not go to church in the morning. Uh, and I actually convinced my mom to not make me go to vacation Bible school. The last year I had to go, I was just like, please. I was like, it was miserable to me. I was not, did not enjoy that place. So at that point on, you know, when growing up, I would just, I would think about God a lot. You know, actually I did probably more than average person, I think. I was, I would think about heaven and hell a lot just because it was fascinating to me. And I would just consider God a lot. And, you know, you get scared and go, oh my gosh, am I going to go to hell? And I'd ask my dad and he'd say, do you believe in Jesus? says, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe Jesus died for my son. And it's like, okay, you're not going to hell. And then I just go, okay, and then I go play video games, you know, and with a clear conscience at that point. Um, but that's really all I'm out to. And uh, actually, this will come up later. Uh, in first grade, I met Tyler. So me and Tyler have been friends since first grade, maybe even kindergarten. I don't even know how we met. It's weird. It's like, it just happened. Yeah, like, we just became friends. Uh, but yeah, that's going to come into factor even now. Like, as you can see, we're here together still. So it's, I feel like God did something there pretty big. So growing up, had pretty good relationship with my family. I never fought too much with them. Uh, I didn't really have any negative influences growing up, but then it's weird. It's almost like I, as I got in like junior high and high school, I started, I used to have long hair down my, like past my butt. Like that's how I used to be. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, but I started that in the junior high, and I got started getting rock music, and I was really trying to find identity, and that that's probably the result, like where all that came from was I didn't have an identity. I started to find one. I think everyone kind of goes through that, um, and that became something a lot worse. At first, it was innocent, you know, it was just like oh, I'll listen to ACDC and Led Zeppelin, and kind of have some long hair, and then it turned into 
black metal and death metal and stuff like that, which, you know, well, literally some of the stuff I listened to was anti-Christian. Like, they literally, like, sang about killing Christians and stuff like that as, like, and, like, and, and was, like, uh, really glorifying pagan culture and stuff like that. It was a lot of uh, Scandinavian music singing the Swedish. And, and I was really into it. And it, it, you know, I guess, if anything, that's a... Because that's gonna that's gonna play into the fall. Because like uh, you know you might think oh this is nothing it's just this innocent this or that it's not gonna affect me you know I wouldn't like a Satan worshiper or anything like that but I, it did it influenced me you know it's like when that stuff's just pumping in you all the time and you're singing it back and you're thinking about it and you start identifying it, and you start wanting to be like them it's like I wanted to be friends with those kind of people and actually uh, later on in life I did I ended up being friends in with this band and the guy had like pentagram tattoos and like was like. I don't know. It definitely led me into some some places, but yeah, yeah that's still my creation. Uh, I guess it's it, you know in my creation, it led to my fall just because my how much I can get into something, how much I can let it uh, you know define me. Um, I think that's probably where I'm gonna <laughs> begin to see my fall because and also in all that same stuff, I also started being like, oh man, I want to start. I really wanted to do drugs, like I really wanted to, and I pursued it like I remember being with my friend and just being like man I'm trying to get something I want to find some stuff you know I want to experience what this stuff is like you know because I in the absence of spirituality I had to find it on my own and I saw it that's where I wanted to find it I was like oh man it's like there's gonna be like this mind-opening experiences and stuff like that so I really turned to that and found out where to get it and I started doing it and I wasn't like addicted you know I wasn't like doing like really damaging stuff but it was like smoking weed and trying to get acid and stuff like that and I was very fascinated I learned a lot about it and uh, along with all these bands and stuff like that my mind really turned to this like I started really creating my own religion in my head it was that oh well there's spiritual things of course there are you know these psychedelic experiences and stuff it's like they're they're clear uh, you know proof that there is something like these people see the similar things they see the same stuff I'm like this is it man I started studying it and figuring out about it and trying to get into it. It's weird. It's almost like there was this force stopping me. I had had so much trouble getting certain things, and but you know it, it would come around and I'd get it. And but uh, there was a moment we uh, we got this stuff. It's called salvia. It's kind of it's not important what it is, but it's it's a really really powerful psychedelic that you you like smoke it and you like go out of your mind for like minutes. It's like that. It's like a really condensed thing, and. Uh, this is I'm still in high school at this point, so I did that, and it was I had a very bad trip, if that's what you might call it. It was like I've never felt I didn't realize you could feel suffering like this. Like it's like psychic <coughs> suffering. Like it was very in your mind. It was and like almost like you know when you get scared or you like something dawns on you and you get that like hot sweat inside you. It was almost like that, like constantly. Um, and I was like screaming at the top of my lungs, in my house, and it only lasted a few minutes, but it was very impactful for me, and that's also going to come up later. I'm not just mentioning that to mention it. But it just it tells you where I, I was at. And I was just continuing. I was like in this downward spiral, just getting worse and worse. Like I said, you know, at first I was just a kid with long hair. And then it was just like too long. It was almost like it, like, it wasn't healthy. You know, even the way I looked, I looked back and I was like, why did I do that? It was just being corrupted. And so, you know, I went through high school and I finally cut my hair, went to college with a friend. <clears throat> One of my friends in high school, we roomed in uh, Arkansas Tech. And there, uh, <laughs> I 
started on a chemistry major because I was so fascinated by these drugs. It's like, I want to know how to make them. I want to know, I, like, I was fascinated by chemicals and the effects of chemicals on your body. So I started trying to do chemistry and it was tough, you know, and I had a scholarship and everything and my friend was hooked up and we had the best room in the whole place. And, uh, but I was taking like calculus and chemistry and I was not doing so well. And this is a couple months in, I'm just like, and I decided I'm switching. I'm a, he was doing some computer stuff and I kind of moved t towards that. But uh, I was also still doing drugs and that's where I was meeting up with, he met this guy that was a drummer in a, this metal band. We would go see them and it was just like, yeah, they were so like, yeah, like he had pentagrams. They'd wear, I, I had a shirt with an upside down cross on the back of it. It said Skeleton Witch. And uh, actually at one point I remember walking and this guy handed me a Bible and I was like, okay. And he handed, like one of the little Bibles. And he handed it to me, and I was wearing my backpack, and I made sure when I walked past him, I slung my backpack off so he could see the giant upside down cross on the back of my shirt. Uh, but uh, at one point, I, uh, you know, we were all like trying to get drugs and stuff, and I got a bunch of mushrooms. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm getting them from here and driving them up to Russellville, so that's like a, you know, that's a long drive. It's like two to three hour drive, so that's pretty dangerous. And I'm driving around with drugs in my car, risking that. Um, but so I get there. And one day I'm sitting there, I'm measuring them out, trying to divide them up between three people. And I realized, oh man, I got that meeting to switch my uh, my major. So I like, my friend was there, like, hey, can you get this? Can you clean this stuff up? And he's like, oh no, I gotta go, I gotta go do something. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, it's fine, I'll just leave it here. And I'm walking, I go and I do my meeting, I come back and, and it's like, it's weird. Like the, It's like the weirdest thing ever, I'm walking up the stairs. I, they had signs around that said something like, oh, remember dorm clean or dorm checks on this day and this day. And it was like, I was walking up. I never even paid attention to what day it was, but I knew while I was walking up the stairs, I'm like, is that's today. It's like, I knew it was weird how much I knew that's today. And I just like got hurried in my room. I'm like, okay, there's no one here. I'm like, oof, that was close. And I start going to unlock my door and then I'm in a corner door. The door opens and it's these two guys and they're like, hey, your room's next. And I'm just like, uh, like I'm freaking out at that point, you know? And I'm just like, oh, give me a minute, give me a minute. I'm like, well, we can't, we gotta go in there. So I rushed in there and started doing it and they came in and saw it and yeah, they called the campus police and I got arrested, I guess you could say. Uh, I got, they took me away and down to the little camp. It was the campus police, so I didn't, I'm not like sitting in a, in a police station or something like that, but uh, uh, you know, it didn't look too good. And we, like, I, oh my gosh, I was just in such a bad, at that point I was, after that it was like, I'm gonna lose my scholarship. I'm gonna get kicked out of my dorm. I'm gonna have to go live somewhere else and pay more. And I'm just, at that point, it was like I'm not doing this. But in that moment, like in the time between me staying there and deciding to leave, I was like losing my mind, dude. I had like I had deja vu all the time. <clears throat> I, I had this crazy poster I remember on the wall that was like it was like a depiction of hell. I don't know why. I thought it was cool, but it's like I remember ripping that off one day and just being like, oh my gosh, like what is, what is happening? My mind was so out of control and like chaotic. So I ended up going back home, and while I was at home, I'm just like, what am I gonna do? And we're like, okay, you'll start going to ULR. And I got a job at the bowling alley, and me and Dylan, my brother, are gonna start going to ULR. And then one day, I'm sitting in my house, just, you know, I don't have a job or anything, so I'm just sitting around waiting for the, you know, stuff to happen, getting a job, or waiting for a school year to start. And Tyler comes over one day, just knocks on the door, and I open it up, and I didn't recognize him because he had a beard, and like, he didn't have ever have a beard. And he, we're in a, longer hair and tie shirt. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Tyler. And then, so we started hanging out again. So yeah, we hung out like pretty much all the time because we were kind of in a similar position. He was going to Plasky Tech and uh, I don't know if you're working, you're working at the bookstore, I think at that time. So 
we started hanging out and I started hearing like he's a Christian and stuff like that. I'm like, what? And I've really had like a low opinion of that. But I think he was my friend like since uh, a kid. So it's like I would never be like get away from me or whatever. But it was just like he'd talk about it. And I was so in this like pagan against that. I remember we'd talk about this game uh, it's, uh, where you're like feudal, you know, like medieval fighting and stuff like that. And, and he'd be like, yeah, I play these like the Christian people that kill all the pagans. And I'm like, Pfft. And I just remember, like, well, I would be the opposite, you know, like this. And that. I don't know. I was just like, really, like, we had this like clashing opinions with each other. And we would, you know, we talk a lot, and we would sit in our car talking all night. And you know, he didn't ever push it on me or anything like that. But it's like I knew it, and he was always there. He'd go to church and stuff like that. And I, I didn't really go to church with him or anything like that. But uh, in all that, I always remember those that bad trip I had going back to that. I was just like, that would dawn on me. I'd just be like, no. Like I would think, like hell's really, you know, like what what hell's like that? It's like I experienced something. It's not just like getting poked or burning or whatever. It's just like true, trapped, captured, suffering. And I just like, oh, whatever, push that away. And you know, just time went by. Uh, had my job, just working that, hanging out with Tyler and stuff like that. You know, and I remember thinking like, oh, I'm gonna get better. I'm I'm gonna stop cussing. And I remember <laughs> making that decision and going. Walking in the back of my house, I'm like, I'm gonna stop cussing. And I tried my hardest, you know, and I remember trying to open my door and I dropped my keys and I'm like cussing. I'm just like, I can't do this. I like, it really occurred to me. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm just like, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, so hanging out, all this stuff. Eventually, one day, me and Tyler sit in this car, and I'm thinking about that trip. I'm just like, like, what is going on here? And I asked him, you know, like, I'm a good person. Like, you know, like, what if? Okay, what if I died? And Jesus was standing there, you know, what would he say to me? And I think Tyler started explaining something to me, but I, like, really, like, went to myself. And I think uh, it was really something like a supernatural experience because I just kind of zoned out. And it was like, you know, like a field of stars, like out in the middle of space. And it's like Jesus was there. And his answer was, why didn't you believe? And that's all he said. And it's like I didn't have an answer in that moment. I was just like, it would have been, I don't know. And I realized how pathetic of an excuse that was. It was just, there was no reason. And I just turned and I'm like, I guess I'm going to be a Christian. And it, like, I can't explain it. it was, and I, like, it's only by the Holy Spirit that that happened, you know. And I realized that about faith. It's like, God quickens faith into you. God quickens everything. And, you know, I was at that point, I'm like, all right, this I'm a Christian. And I think my car battery ran out and my dad had to pick me up. And I remember telling him, I was like, I was like, I think I'm, a Christian now and I went home and I prayed and the next morning I woke up and it was just like a whole new world you know I, I, I had a weight lift off me that I didn't even know I had on me you know it was like it wasn't like oh that weight's gone it was just like whoa it's like I feel free I feel like I don't, I'm not accountable to anything anymore like I'm not I don't have all this guilt behind me and stuff that I was just like I didn't even realize was there it's like you, you'd be surprised how much you're putting behind you and I remember I was walking around talking to Tyler about it and just walking around everything was brighter and new and it was awesome. Uh, so that's really where like, I was redeemed. And Jesus called me out of the darkness where I so was, and my mind was so twisted and messed up. And it was just like that day, my mind was clear. I wasn't a crazy person. I was a crazy person. It was, it, I could go into details about that, but really, I don't think I have time to. But I was totally immediately cleaned. And that was nine years ago coming up. So... In this journey, it's like there, it isn't just been since then, you know. It's like I think it says, you know, continue, like it's the way you came to faith, like continuing that. I really didn't do that too well, which I think this is 
I could probably preach on this because this is kind of what I'm going through now is this restoration process right here. Because in that moment, I knew, like, oh, my gosh, my future was so much brighter. But it's like, you know, you, you fall back into it. You start living and existing in your flesh again, and you, you start taking up stuff for yourself. And I think that's really common for a lot of people is they, they get saved, and they're having this best day ever. And really, you know, it's like they're walking in the Spirit. It's like, you know, how much we'll beat ourselves up when we sin. But it's like you were the most sinful person you were before you got saved, and God gave you eternal life. Like, why wouldn't he give that to you now that you're saved and you made one little mistake. It's like, man, it's like you can really live in that forgiveness and freedom and stuff like that. And, you know, over these years, I've, I've allowed that stuff to come back and I've allowed, I've started, like, taking it into my own hands. But just recently, like, even, like, past, like, this year, I've really, really been restored, even though God was doing it along the way. Because I started, at that point, I started going to Sharon, which is where all these guys are from over here. And, uh, playing in the band and stuff like that. It really changed my life. I got new friends in my life. It was I had a new life. It was awesome. I threw away a bunch of that stuff and started moving in that. But really, it's like I never devoted my full myself, you know, and it says, you know, seek God with your whole heart. And, yeah, I just, I just kind of floated along and all that. But recently, after, I think, experiencing some of the stuff that happens when, you know, you are just kind of floating along and not... Uh, really walking in, with God and, and really seeking Him and, and seeing for what He's good at. And I realized how much Jesus is that. Jesus is just coming and He was telling you, guys, God's awesome. Please, like, start seeking Him. Start finding Him. Like, you have no idea what you're missing out on here. And I really just kind of was like, I don't want to put in work. I don't want to do this. But uh, recently I've just, I really started digging into the Word and listening to sermon, sermons and really, and it's just like God has changed me. It's like, it's effortless too. That's what's awesome. And I wish I could, I could, you know, like, really sink in and you can understand that uh, you know if you seek God he'll change you he'll fix you he, you know he's the you know, you're the clay he's the molder what is it the sculptor you go to him and he fixes you you don't have to fix yourself there's no stress in it at all it's awesome but man you gotta like seek him and disciple yourself to him and he'll restore you and that's something I've been experiencing just recently like I said I put it off for so long and, and I feel wrong like, man I had nine years I could have been doing this but, uh, you know, it's awesome that he's, I'm even here now, that uh, I am getting to this point. And just, he's so good and he's so awesome. I think, like, that, that, that's something that's so changed me, especially now. But even back then, like I did say, it's like I had a hope, I had a future. Like, before, it was just blank, you know, it was just like, what? And if anything, it was a fear of this, like, t this torment that I saw. That I was like, what if that's what my future is? I had to get gripped with fear all the time with that. But now it's like... Oh, I'm going to heaven. I can I can imagine that, but there's even more than that. It's like he wants to restore your life. He wants to make you who he intended to make you as, which I was not. You know, I, like that's so much what the fall is. It's like you're falling away from this perfect plan he has for you that's so much better than you can imagine. And even though you think, oh, well, I want to go do this and I want to do that, that's going to be good for me. It's like just if you submit to God, it's like he's got, he knows you more than you know you. He wants what, what you want, truly what you want, what you more than you want it. And that's awesome when you can realize that. And now I, I find so much comfort and just understanding in the Word now that like when you read it and you understand how much God loves you and He's not condemning you and He you know He brought peace between us and Him. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus said, I didn't bring peace on, you know, I, I brought a sword, but he, what He did was He brought peace between us and God. And it's like, that's what He brought. It's like even as a sinner, even someone that would curse God, even someone that would, you know, sing about killing His people, it's like he pulled me out and he loved me and he's still doing that 
And it, he doesn't care what you did. He sees you as Jesus. Like you have the Holy Spirit and you're the righteousness of God through what Jesus did. You're covered in his blood. That's all he sees now. And it's awesome. When you can realize that and you can see his word for that, the truth and now like all the stories of redemption, all that he has. and uh, It's awesome. You know, there's so much like this right here. Like this is something I decided to show because this is where I'm at now and this is what's awesome. This is what you can discover when you really like, dedicate yourself and, and submit yourself to God and humble yourself and trust Him is uh, I will tend to you and this is uh, Jeremiah the middle of 10, 29, 10 and on this is, uh, it's a pretty common verse people quote, at least part of it is but I, I really realize I want to go through all of it because it's, it's all awesome so, I will tend to you, I will confirm my promise concerning you to restore you to this place for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration, you know, the word of God. It's like he doesn't repent from his word. What he says, you know, he created all the universe. So this is his declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for your disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. It's like the God of all the universe is going to listen to you. That's pretty amazing. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And that's so important. I think so, so often we... We think it's just going to get taken care of. It's like there's a searching, and, and he's there to be found. You know, seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be answered. Ask and you'll receive. I'll be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration again. You know, he's saying this, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you. And I always think about that when I hear stuff like that. I'm just like, I was banished. You know, I was somewhere. Where, like when you go, when, when you're led by sin, you know, they always say it's like Jesus set us free from sin, and we're like. You know, a lot of people, they see sin as freedom. They see, oh, I can do whatever I want. But no, it's like dragging you along by a chain, like in all those drugs and the pursuit of that. and pursuit, It's like I'm, I was pursuing a happiness or a spirituality, but really it's like you're getting led around on a chain. And I restore your fortunes and gather you all the nations, the place that where I banished you. This is the Lord's declaration. I'll restore you to the place from which I deported you. So it's like your origin, like what you were made for. And like... And all this, it's like God is, he's a fixer, he's a restorer, you know, he's a creator. He doesn't steal, kill, or destroy. And that's so awesome that we are heard and, and loved by that. And his word is there for us all the time. I mean, when you start understanding it and believing it and seeing it as the like, actual living word of God, man, like there's so much restoration, there's so much peace you can have. Like, I've... I've just, like, just recently came into so much contentness and peace. Like, I, I, I can feel excited about reading the Word because it, like, it fills me with this, you know, this contentness and joy. You know, it's like you have joy, man. You, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's like you have that. It's not, you don't, you don't work for it. It's there. It's His, you know, and He's already given it to you. He died on the cross and He said, it is finished. It's yours. And... Like I said, and even in my salvation, I let that slip away. And, you know, I really didn't seek God for that restoration, but now I am. And, I, and now I know, like, like back to that, that verse, like, the biggest part is, you know, this is what everyone quotes is Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration plans for your well being, not for your disaster, give you, to give you a future and a hope. It's like to give you a future. It's like I have so much more hope for my future. You know, I don't worry. It's like that's what the world is. The world worries. They go, am I going to still have my job? Am I, am I going to have, you know, are things going to work out for me? It's like I don't have to think about that. I can trust in the Lord and go, it is going to work out for me. And, you know, you can read the stories of people. You see someone like uh, Joseph, you know, everything looked bad for him, but he got restored to the second 
highest person in all of Egypt, which was like the most prosperous city or country in the whole world at that time. He's second in command. That's because he trusted in the world. He did it, trusted in the Lord and did it his way and didn't, you know, step off, didn't didn't not have faith in God. He trusted in him and and gave him all the honor and respect and glory. Not he didn't seek his own. And he got like God wants to bless you. God's awesome and and it's awesome. It's like, man, it's all to your benefit to pursue God and seek God and allow Him to restore you. It's not about you restoring yourself. I guess that's the biggest point I can probably make. And I feel like, you know, I want to, I would love to set anybody free from that, that that thinks that, that thinks it's it's up to their efforts. You know, all it is is seek God, rest with God, enter His rest. You know, it's like, that's, it's easy. He does it all. He's done it all already. Well, I guess that's it. That's, that's my story.